Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather, political discussion from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam and this is Hugh. Hello. And we're here to talk this week's news and politics. Yeah, I've been... How are you? How's it going? Anniversary's coming up. Oh, lovely. Well, first, um, my daughter had her first exam. Oh, great. Um, they go Monday. well. Um, it's hard because teenagers are terrible and they're like, they, you know... <laughs> it's like hard if... because teenagers are terrible. Well, yeah, you know, um, when we did our A-levels. Yes, um, I vaguely remember that. Like, you know what teenagers like when they come out of an exam? When I see teenagers, yeah. everyone is like this. You come out of an exam and some, like, you're sort of bigging yourself up and you're like, there's two, there's two ways of doing it. Like, hardly anyone comes out honest. Yeah. You are, you're, either, you're with your friends and acquaintances hmm. and you either make out you did better than you did or you make out you did worse than you did. Yeah. And basically what happens is then Lily will come back stressed and convinced that she's failed. Because she's comparing herself to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Um... And she probably hasn't because she always scores incredibly high. Yeah. And she does a, an absurd amount of work. But um, she seems to be, she was all right after a bit of a flutter. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so she started her exams now. She's only got she's six more exams to do <laughs> over the next month. And then she gets her adult certificate and yep. uh, you kick her out of the house. Yep. And she has to make her way in the world. She does. You um, give her a bindle full of beans. I give her a bindle and a Bowie knife. A bit, yeah, beans, but no tin opener. No, no tin opener. Well, that's the Bowie knife's for. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that. And yeah, anniversary coming up. So looking at, been looking at anniversary gifts, and I was just telling yeah. you now, like, like because I I couldn't remember when, like, neither me or my partner could remember how many years we've been married. <laughs> nice, um, so, solid. But I could remember roughly based on the gift from last year. Mm-hmm. So I had to look up the list. A chronometer. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up. Um, I was looking up like the yeah the, the, the weird gifts like there's like the traditional ones and British ones and traditional American yeah because it's like and they're kind of the, materials isn't it yeah and they're kind of the same as like you know for like um, I think that got it here like America has like fruits and flowers for one year and in this country we have like linen and silks mm. but then the thing that was making me giggle was just the modern list. Um, the modern it's the revised American list. American list. Yeah, which is like, well, the fourth out of, well, like, first off, you get fine China by the second because they just give it up on the notion of ever staying with anyone. <laughs> but um, crystal and glass and electrical appliances for the fourth <laughs> anniversary. Just fantastic. But, like, when, like, traditional Britain is, like, getting, um, let's see. Yeah, so when in Britain you traditionally give fine linens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. This revised one is pearls and coloured gems. <laughs> Like it's a much-needed boost to the pearls and gems industry. Yeah. The 10th anniversary is diamond jewellery, whereas here it's like tin. Yeah, like diamond is like 50th, isn't it? It's something In, absurd. Like traditionally. Yeah, something absurd. Yeah, it's 60th. It's crazy. <laughs> those naked... It is proper The Simpsons of... We need to. We need a, like a midsummer festival. Exactly. Something like Love Day, but less sappy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's ridiculous like that, um, but like but, but they're also like weird like in their tend to be modern like musical instruments for your 24th anniversary. <laughs> But also the one that really got me is 35th, Jade. <laughs> Celebrate your anniversary like a Chinese emperor. Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. Um, but like, yeah, the final, like I say, that's even final, because 90th, <laughs> engraved marble. That's too on the nose. Yeah, it's just too That's tough. a little bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh Whereas like um, the 80th anniversary, um, the traditional British one, oak. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. The natural material of the plan. pragmatic Brits. Yeah. Ridiculous. Stupid country. <laughs> Stupid country. But yeah, so that's what I was, yeah. so I was looking at that. 
There's not much has been happening this week. I saw that today Tommy Robinson is going to be um, put on trial again for being a dick. Oh, is it for a similar kind of thing of... Um, it's You know that one that they're Messing up a, a trial. Yeah, the filming underage people. Because <laughs> he's terrible. Um, and like, I don't know if we talked about it last week, there's been... So the the election campaign is fully underway now with the European Parliament. Yep. And, you know, Tommy Robinson has been milkshaked a lot. Um, yeah. Carl Benjamin got sardined. <laughs> or mackereled. Some small fish. Yep. He got small fish attack him because Poseidon hates him. <laughs> um, yeah, saw that, that lovely picture of Milo. Oh, yeah, he was in Truro, wasn't yeah. he? And he had, like, three people, which mm. was one of whom was dressed like a 1920s spiv. Yeah, and one of them was Carl Benjamin. And yeah. Like, you'd have more people there if you were selling kind of dodgy electronics out of a van. That man, right? Which one? For the, uh, Carl Benjamin. For mm-hmm. the amount that he must now have to wear suits because he thinks he's properly in politics and he thinks he's an operator, he looks like he's never worn a suit in his life. He he looks like a man who has worn the jean, blazer, jacket, t-shirt combo a lot. <laughs> I've got to get dressed up. Yeah. Otherwise the voters of Truro won't respect me. <laughs> me, Sargon of a cad. <laughs> They're not treating me with the due deference that my office befits. Oh, it's stupid, man. He's like he's. If we could transfer even one tenth the cachet of this ancient Babylonian conqueror to this election, this Cornish election campaign. We could do very, very well. Yeah. It's oh, uh, uh, It's like uh, let me tell you about the Code of Hammurabi. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that, but the thing is, their campaign is nowhere near as bad as Change UK's. Yeah, it was after last week uh, we, we kind of went through my notes again just like reminding myself about everything that happened and just looking at more news about Change UK mm. looking at that terrible bus and it's like mm. we really can't do a third episode on the trot about Change UK well they seem to want us to they won't stop <laughs> they just won't stop they are so bad whether it's like introducing Mike Gates as like Iron Mike or the Magnificent Mike fantastic Mike all <laughs> um, that bus yeah. Which is just a plain white bus, and then in Times New Roman font, Change UK. But branding is all they have. Yeah. Like, they don't have anything else. They don't have... You can't join the party. You cannot mm. be a member. You can be, I think, a supporter. You can turn up at their events. Mm-hmm. You can't join the party. There's no, like, mechanism for deciding policy or anything like that. Not that they have any policies, mm. but... And presumably they're not going to be ready for a conference in September-ish. Maybe, maybe they... Maybe they will have a conference, but they don't have any members. It will just be them <laughs> in an empty be... room. And, uh, but all the press. <laughs> also, like, yeah, like re- like rehashing their um, like uh, splitting mm. announcement. Yeah. Because that was the greatest political moment that any of them have or will ever experience. Yeah. Uh, well, until Heidi Allen has that debate with, um, with Nigel Farage. Oh, God. Okay. And I'm sure... And I'm sure, just like Sonny Hundel said, she will wipe the floor with him. Because if there's one thing we've learned about idiot liberals when they debate with fascists, the closest person who's come to making a, one of the what, like a, make a fascist look like an idiot, the closest person who's made a fascist look like an idiot in recent years is Andrew Neil. Yeah, another fascist. And to be fair, he made he 
didn't do anything. No. That looked like with it was a Ben Shapiro, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's more the Ben Shapiro crumpled he under just, anyone looking he at it. He just crumpled and went away because he's only used to, to softball stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're being questioned by a man who has taken money from the Orban government, <laughs> uh, it was a quite, bit too real. Yeah, it was quite funny. When it, like, he was accused, he accused Ben, it was bringing up the fact that Ben Shapiro said that um, people who voted for Obama were proper Jews. And it's like, I'm sure that. Um, that Andrew Deal has been given the list on what is and not a proper Jew from Taki. <laughs> from the Taki has like. Oh, they call that the Sassadalic Institute is the one he uh, mm. he is a member. I think he's a member of and did a, a speaking engagement with. Mm-hmm. Um, they have very complex lists. Mm-hmm. A lot of lists. Yeah. About yeah. who and who is not a proper Jewish person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that brings us quite neatly onto I think what we wanted to talk about first. Mm-hmm which was the Brexit party. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as we mentioned, Heidi Allen uh, issued a challenge to Nigel Farage to debate her live on television before the European elections because she thought that apparently he hasn't had enough TV coverage or no. we really need to expose his views. And it's like, you, you're, he's on all <laughs> the fucking time. If you don't know Nigel Farage's views by now... You don't have a telly. I did see as well that um, old picture of him uh, marching with the National Front mm. uh, is making the rounds again. And yeah. like fucking idiots going like, oh, well, I'd like to see him explain this. And it's like, yeah, I I have seen him explain this a dozen times. It's I'm not even excusing him. He is probably a fascist. He was. Yeah, he, is. he was like um, a teacher who I think worked with him. Yeah, when he was said at they did Yeah, said like they didn't want him to be able to speak because he because of his right wing and fascist views. Yeah, well, he'd sing. Um, he'd sing Deutschland über alles a lot, I think, and he sang the horse vessel. He sang the horse vessel at boarding school. To be fair, that is part of the induction interview. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, he is a fascist. Yeah. but it's like. <laughs> but what? What possible? What? I mean, this look, this clearly no, no, works better look, you're, for her. You're, you're 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 being very silly now because he got put on question time all the time, mm. and that's why we voted to remain in the EU. It's it it absolutely beggars belief. Mm. The idea that a like look, I've never seen Heidi Allen like in debate mode, whatever that fucking means. I think it's going to be. Um, Quite funny. I I know she's the one who she was the first picked under that open list. She wasn't a conservative until I think she only joined the party really like quite close. And the the yeah. uh, MP election, the by election, was an experiment on like open list selection mm-hmm. for yeah. the for the Tory Tory candidate. Yeah. Um, and she's like touted as because th- therefore they kind of the spin on her is that she's like. An independent. Yeah, that she's, she's had- basically votes with the government the entire time. Is subject to all party disciplinary positions and is a member of the Tory party, but actually she's not. But she did work in a pub once. Whoa, hold on there, hold on there. That makes no sense. All Tories are galumphing landlords. <laughs> actually, is she a landlord? It's a probably good chance she's a landlord. Yeah. Um, did you see as well? Um, uh, Farage snubbed Galloway. So Galloway said he was going to vote for the Brexit party. And offered to stand in Peterborough in the upcoming Peterborough by-election. Mm. Um, he announced uh, Galloway this week announced the withdrawal of his pr- prospective candidacy, as the Brexit party have instead selected a local Tory businessman. 
who once appeared on The Secret Millionaire. Uh, Galloway wrote, I tried to persuade Nigel Farage to support my candidacy in Peterborough to emphasise the broad democratic alliance the campaign must be and balance the candidatures of Miss Widdicombe and Miss Rees-Mogg. What a fucking mug. I love the... Absolute idiot. Nigel Farage does... He'll hang around with Claire Fox and say that she is a person or like she's like a clear thinker was what you were saying when he was defending her uh. stance on child porn <laughs> um, but George Galloway she's got some really radical ideas about Gary Glitter whereas George Galloway is a tainted brand that Farage doesn't <laughs> want anywhere near him oh no I no thing is I know exactly why he doesn't want Galloway mm. near him because for all of his faults and he has he is almost entirely false at this point mm-hmm. Galloway isn't a lapdog no the no. one thing that Nigel Farage always said about UKIP was he couldn't stand the amount of cranks and the fact that he couldn't stand any other like personalities mm-hmm. being in his like like weird cult of personality. Yeah. What ha- it's, they started to break apart when they got people like um, Douglas Carswell mm-hmm. in there who was a parliamentarian and had more prestige yeah. than he did, and he he didn't like it. Yeah. You know, he said it was all about the party tacking to the right, but. It was already tacking that way. Yeah. He just didn't like the fact that it wasn't his vehicle. Mm. And know? that's why he's got this one now. Yeah. I, I think, like, a kind of analysis of, of Farage is, is quite interesting because there's definitely been people like him before, but I don't think in this setup, even in the kind of slightly more comfortable kind of pre-credit crunch mm-hmm. political setup where there were certain assurances that centrists and and conservatives and and labor mps could be assured of yeah he's always been i mean he's not a traditional politician because he literally can't get elected anywhere (laughs) um he's not interested in this party or any other party he's been a member of becoming some kind of mass movement of actually within the party you know he's not interested in even like being an entryist and taking control of one of the parties. He's absolutely not interested in no. becoming conservative leader or getting into the, a conservative government. Mm. He wanted and has always wanted to pressure the Tories from the right to achieve changes in government policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it with the way that he's set up the Brexit party. We were talking about Change UK a minute ago. The Brexit party, you can't become a member. Yeah. There's literally, there's a... a, a oh, their setup is virtually the same. It's a, it's a like a national, there's a national board mm. um, of which he's selected the members. Mm-hmm. The only way a leader can be removed is if that national board votes to remove him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no uh, democratic decision making. There's no policies. Um, it doesn't really have members. It has an audience mm. because that's the, that's the way he likes it. That's the way they've been doing those mass, mass rallies. But they're pretty simple. So like a lot of their donations are more clearer and more transparent than um, Change UK so yeah I think I think he's because pro- they, I think they got an awful lot of like um, sub £25 donations mm. some, you know there's some fig- I can't remember what the figure is but there's like a certain f- like low figure yeah. of like which is that's the number that a lot of people cite as being the sign that a party has mass appeal yeah rather than just one shady Tory donor Change UK yeah um, I, I, the, 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 not that, saying that yeah. you know I agree with the mass appeal of the Brexit party <laughs> Um, despite that, Claire Fox does have some interesting views <laughs> on whether anything bad happened in Gosford. <laughs> voters like to be challenged mm-hmm. on uh, their opinions on Gary Glitter. That's what they've been screaming out for that for so long. I, I go on the doorstep, and uh, the thing I hear in the t- in the tea room, which was something Wed Street said today, <laughs> it's always the tea room. when I hear the tea room, 
It's like, I'm going to go to the haberdasher. Mm. See what see what the real beat is. Well, the thing is, I'm really worried about Labour's appeal to Mercer's. <laughs> With one stroke, Jeremy Corbyn has lost the milliner vote. <laughs> George Galloway picking it all up. <laughs> um... But yeah, like that that kind of lack of he's he's always had more freedom to act. Farage has always had more freedom mm. to act than kind of traditional politicians because he's not restrained by the by the responsibility to make everything match up. Yeah, he's not going to get asked the questions that Corbyn got asked in the last election of how does it add up? Yeah. How are your figures? Because no. there's no expectation that he is ever going to take office or indeed take any responsibility for anything. Mm. He's going to achieve what he wants and go which he had done and now is doing again. Mm. Um, he doesn't have to think about his image too hard um, or having to like resolve contradictions or forge coalitions, anything like that. He doesn't even have to like triangulate or hedge his bets. You know, you leave that to the career politicians. He's just kind of like this empty signifier for this particular strand of Brexity Britain mm. um, that is kind of overstated and probably understated you as well. I saw he's given a speech, or he gave a speech this week, mm. um, in Merthyr. Mm-hmm. And like South Wales, there's a lot of people who voted to leave the EU. Um, but it's very telling. He's given it in the car park of a former Tory donor's business. <laughs> yeah. um, and this, this bloke is like, he is hated. Mm. He's like a terrible employer. Yeah. He employs a lot of people and he's a bit of a monster. Yeah. Murph has a history of, like, arsehole English employers. <laughs> a terrible employer in Murtha. I bet people were fucking outraged. <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> Shocked. But, um, we never know, thought that... it could happen here, said local Murtha residents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that shows the kind of thing. It, it'll be like some wealthy person in the area hmm. will invite him to come speak on his land. <laughs> it's, it... I, it actually reminded me... Um, like I was listening to um, Sweet Two One Two the other day, and they were talking about the uh, like Cameron pig fucking thing, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like a few political like gaffes. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of like you know like the um, Kinnock falling over in the surf, which was considered like that was an image thing. Yeah. Um, Gordon Brown uh, being caught on mic saying Julian Duffy was a bigoted woman. The only time you ever told the truth. <laughs> yeah, um, and of course the Cameron p- fucking a pig fact. Yes, fact. Factual thing that definitely was true. Um, now, of course, like they're not all the same kind of thing. Mm. They're inconsequential, but they're also kind of meaningful, mm. each in their own particular way. Um, but what they did represent, all like the, the the common thing that they all represented, was they were a diminishment of that individual's kind of image, mm-hmm. their prestige. They were never quite the same afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Farage has literally been photographed coming out of a crashed plane. Mm-hmm. He has been caught on mic. I think it was actually a, a, a mass rally in Wales. Oh, it's so like I said the name, didn't I? Yeah, he was caught on mic after giving a speech saying, I love brains beer, <laughs> saying, I got the beer right, didn't I? It's so good. Yeah. I can't, I'm so glad I'm here in local town. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking your local beer. Doesn't matter, does no, it? No, doesn't. It doesn't matter because he doesn't have to make that no. stuff match up. He literally had a fish fight 
he hurt. They started hurling fish at each other yeah. when they did that flotilla down the yeah. Thames, yeah. which I had forgotten about. Yeah, that was they so did a good. flotilla down the Thames, and Bob Geldof went in little boats, mm-hmm. and they started throwing fish at each other. Yeah. Now, for any other politician, mm-hmm. that represents whether you pay attention to it or not, whether you give it any credence or not, that is a diminishment of them. That makes them look small. But it, yeah. they don't. Any other that doesn't matter would, about. Fresh. Any other politician would look a fool, and the media would constantly talk about them being a fool because they'd had a fish fight with Bob Geldof. He's not the fish fight guy. No, he's not the like Gordon Brown. It was the Gillian Gillian Duffy guy. Cameron will always be the fuck to pig guy. He will never be the in a plane crash Mm. uh, fish fight guy that will never attach itself to him. Mm. Has had, as I understand it, as rumour goes, allegedly, is that enough words to put this in front of? The fact that he's had like extramarital affairs just straight up. Oh, he's had loads. Yeah. That's not even, I don't think that's even allegedly. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna I, say I literally we'll say can't remember. A couple I know there times. was one recently, there was one before, I think his current yeah. wife was the result. Of, again, like, whether you take any, like, whether you put any stock in that is, like, like your Boris personal business. But Boris has the same thing, yeah. yeah. Whether you put any stock in that is your business. Mm. But, like, that is a thing. And mm. it hasn't diminished him. He's come back for his second run now. Mm. He was all but retired. UKIP had splintered and had yeah. fallen down. And... He's back for another one, and the entire media is just treating it as if it's mm. like moving on again, you know. Yeah. So you're left with like a kind of hollowed out party that's basically just him fighting elections that, by their like on their own election material, says we don't we these elections never should have happened. Like that's an incredibly bold thing to come out mm. with up against Change UK's. This is unfair. Why won't you make it a bit easier? We're so small. <laughs> We're so small. I'm so small. Please don't. Please come on. Be nice. Like fucking um, Gavin Shuka saying that it was disgraceful that Labour put up a candidate in Peterborough. It's like but, it's a yeah. fucking election. Why? I, it, it, Did it he say sa- that while protesting outside of uh, abortion? <laughs> it sounds bad, but he's not talking to those people. No. He's only talking to a particular social shard. That he seems to have, that they seem to have identified as their core support. You saw what's his name? That um, the bloke who used to be a news newsreader, yeah, saying that, um, you know, we're the only ones that can save London from Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would be. The, I think the one thing that's different this time is rather than UKIP, which was UKIP was out and out a right wing party. Mm-hmm. The Brexit party is also a right wing party, but. He's using a slightly different tack because now he has, now the battle lines are drawn slightly differently. Um, There are kind of left-wing Brexit voters and right-wing Remain voters. Mm. He's trying to present this thing as a broad coalition, which Mm. is why he's brought in a load of people who he can point to, who he can say they were in the Revolutionary Communist Party. (laughs) Uh, There's Claire Fox, uh, Alka Segal Cuthbert, James Hartfield and Stuart Walton all of whom were former members of the Revolutionary Communist Party and are, to varying degrees, associates of Spiked Online um, yeah. and the Institute of Ideas. And it's just, I mean, yeah, no one's, no one who, pay, who has paid any attention to those people for the slightest moment would describe them as left-wing. No. But that is... Although BBC did actually yeah, have Claire Fox on, I think, uh, this... The Daily Politics, where they actually subtitled the the video of her with it's like Politics Live, left yeah, or Politics Live as left leaning journalist, yeah, and, and saying done, how disgusted she is with how the left have tried to stop Brexit. They had another um, spiked online person on who um, 
one of her last articles was entitled Lily Madigan is not a woman. Oh, God. So, you know, it's like the, these amazing left-wingers from Spike Online. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've used on that Spike Online. <laughs> Very much so. And why anyone would talk to them, why anyone would invite them onto any of their shows is ridiculous. Why anyone would think it's worth debating anyone from Spike Online or the Revolutionary Communist Party. You'd have to be, like, just weapons-grade naive. I tell you what, he has probably reacted better to the rise to the change in the political landscape with the rise of Corbyn, because mm-hmm. Corbyn wrote, kind of came up to be leader just as his kind of star was falling and, mm-hmm. and UKIP was was getting destroyed. Um, it seems like this would be something of a countermeasure mm-hmm. against kind of uh, like socialism. Oh no! I think uh, like I think or socialist our, critiques, no, no, maybe. No, I think Farage is smart to um to, to ally with the Revolutionary in, I, Communist Party. <laughs> I think they no. I think he is because they're perfect. They mm. if I was if I was a a, a right wing, arrogant wannabe messiah figure like Farage, mm. and I wanted to have a fake coalition mm. of people from with all kinds of views, I'd love people who call themselves communists but are literal like. Either like, ultra G, like, it's, like it's, it's every part of the spectrum from libertarian to Nazi. <laughs> That's all they are. They're horrible, horrible people that agree with him on nearly everything. But there's communists in the name, so I can kind of pretend. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a strange thing. Also, again, the inverse of Galloway. They are followers. They're not leaders. Oh yeah, they always do it. You know, they they've embedded themselves in institutes and institutions so that they don't have to actually kind of stand. Mm-hmm. For anything, they don't have to put themselves out front. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think that because it, it's interesting because presumably that's to defend because like he left UKIP because he said it was getting too obsessed with Islam and racism and mm. stuff like that. And then apparently the uh, who was reporting BuzzFeed today, I think it's his the main election agent has some trenchant views on Islam. Oh yeah. Um, what's his name? It's uh, Noel Matthews. Mm. Yeah, the national election agent. Uh, last year posted an article sympathetic to the far-right former EDL activist Tommy Robinson and wrote this. Tommy Robinson drew attention to grooming gangs. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess the introduction of nominally left-wing names... I don't like calling them left-wing, it's fucking stupid, but yeah. nominally left-wing names seems to be an attempt to shore up himself, shore himself up against that kind of criticism, even though Spiked Online, you know... <laughs> Yeah. have had a number of Islamic, uh, Islamophobic uh, writers. But it seems like they're just following... Like, the, the response to this has just been to put him on telly again. Yep. Like, they're quite happy that... Especially the Remain groups seem to be quite happy to have a figure as nakedly avaricious and hollow as Farage because it makes them feel more comfortable. It makes them feel more righteous. You've seen what's happened when they've tried to paint Corbyn for instance, as Farage, yeah, by calling him a populist, by kind of saying, "Ah, oh, white males again," yeah, that kind of shit, um, and like they don't seem to have noticed what Farage is actually speaking to, which is there is a class shard in this country, quite old, usually owning their own home, mm-hmm. um, for whom security is a huge issue, not just like law and order and shit like that, but you know their kind of their racial privilege mm. you know the the eu was always presented as this kind of thing that was prying into things and opening them up yeah. that was the kind of 
weird physical metaphor that has often been used around the the EU. Um, and he's still got that ready audience. It's shifting. It's mm. either dying or it's becoming um, less conservative because it's becoming precarious due to austerity. Mm. Um, it's disappearing, but I think he still knows how to give them the old razzmatazz. Mm. Definitely enough to um, to do well in a European election. Yeah. Which you got to remember, like, it looks like from all the polling stuff, it does look like it's... I think it's going to have a terrible turnout again. Hmm. I think it could. I think it's going to for hmm. all of the remainers bollocks. Like you saw how bad the locals were. <laughs> I I think they're not going to bother turning up again. Which would be funny. I think I think there's a huge fear. Like I'd hate the, for us to send another batch of Nazis over. The ha- the hatred of Farage is coupled with an eternal fear that he's right. That oh, yeah. he has a magical power that can speak to the real people, trademark, mm. yeah. capital letters, that they cannot possibly hope to emulate. And so what they do is they look at all the individual elements and try to fashion something out of that. It's why you get something like Blue Labour. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're terrible at it. They know they're terrible at it. They're, they're terrified that they're not righteous. They're terrified that they're not that they're not correct. Mm. That, that people are innately cruel and vicious. Where I think at least, at least the left... Especially recently, has, with its you know other worlds are possible, educate everybody, adult education, culture should be open to everybody. These are all open, inclusive messages that kind of encompass change, mm-hmm. that encompass that alternatives yeah. are there, which is a better message than I believe the British public are innately cruel. They might not be wrong. No, they might not be wrong, but it's worth at least a try. They're not wrong. <laughs> But it's worth trying not to be. Try not. It's, it's worth not pandering to. It. <laughs> um. So he's a like. It's not new having an entirely personality-driven political movement. Mm. Um, I remember in Germany in nineteen no, though. Um, it's not. It's not new. Uh, Blair, to a certain extent, had mm. a very much a personality-driven thing. In yep. that, you know, the backbench were basically there to reassure that reassure the economic side yeah he was there to provide the utopian face do sweet guitar riffs do sweet guitar riffs talk about oasis Mm -hmm. talk to oasis Mm -hmm. um but i think having it this empty is very much a new thing Mm. right now um that for it's it's something that farage has done wielded more successfully than i think other similar kind of things have done in the past um, so and it's you know it's driven by the media class's fascination from him, and I think you were you texted me the other day that there was a question on LBC. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Posed it was someone. To. It was someone. It was someone complaining about. Um, there was someone having a go at Sheila Fogarty mm-hmm. because Sheila Fogarty doesn't like Nigel Farage. Mm. I assume because he's not Catholic. Um, <laughs> I can't think of why. Well, she's not as racist as him. Okay, <laughs> I'll give I'll give her that. <laughs> um, um, but she does have some very <laughs> regressive views on everyone else. Um, challenging. They're yeah. called challenge. That's the new. It's not problematic. <laughs> it's not radical. It, it's it's challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's challenging. Um, but she was complaining about Nigel Farage, and this this woman phoned up, and she was saying like, "Is you do not do? Do you have a problem with his politics, or is it a problem with him personally?" Ah, like with yeah, with his personality. And, and the, the two thing things that... are so interlinked. Well, that's the thing with him There's... and. Mainly him, but so many people seem to think that, like, and I've had like talk talk lots of people where they're like, 
people who seem to think that your politics and your personality aren't intrinsically linked. They are. They mm. always are. Because, you know, mm. you're not going to be... Like, like I have met people who... And I know people who are quite extremely racist and are probably white supremacists. Who have been nothing but nice and polite to me. Because I'm white. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's people that I've known that I didn't know that they were a racist for a couple of years. Mm. And then you find, then you notice something and go, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Like, there's like one specific friend. Um, yeah, yeah. Or ex-friend. Um, but yeah, the way that some people seem to think that it's not linked. Like, the thing is, he was always nice to me because I'm white. Mm. If I wasn't, he wouldn't have been. Yeah. I think there's like, there's a weird... Like, we have this idea that, I certainly had this idea that the the, the more political you are, the, the more, I don't even know what that word means anymore, mm-hmm. because we have been so depoliticized. Yeah. That we don't think of the decisions we make every day and the the way that we live, mm. the things we have to do to live, as political decisions. It's one of like the main crutches of neoliberal neoliberalism, yeah. which is the idea that you think that the power wielded by business people is legitimate. It is mm. something that you should have to put up with. Yeah, because um, they've earned it. Yeah, and and I think to to be political is mainly at the moment to pay attention and try and do things like that. Yeah, it's very much in a, in a thought stage. I mean, you turn out when you can to mm. protest and things like that, but there's no like there's no that you can participate I guess in in political groups, put yourself up for election, mm. but ultimately unless you're going to become an MP, even if you're going to become a councillor, that's not mm. exceedingly political because you're part of a part of a general chamber and if you're in opposition, you're not you're not exerting any political power. So, like, the political power that you exert every day is more likely to come from what you can what you consume. That's what yeah. you've been told that you have power as a con- as a consumer. Yeah. And like, I guess that in the past you have not to paint some like authentic, perfectly political utopia or anything, but in the sixties and seventies you did most people in their everyday life would come into contact with a political institution that wielded some kind of political power. So mm. you were a part of a union. Yeah. That union didn't just represent you politically, but also organised various aspects of your life, holidays, mm-hmm. um, negotiations with your employers, working conditions, mm. all those kind of kind of things. Mm. Um, and as that kind of fell away, as people became more atomised, um, you... In that time, your 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 kind of link to political personalities probably didn't take up much. You didn't have that many people who you could judge on your on their personality. Do you know mm. what I mean? That many public figures that you that you had a good idea. Like how many people had a really good idea on Harold Wilson? Yeah, you know that yeah. kind of thing. Or further down, if you are really enmeshed in your union, your working men's club, whatever. Um, how much of an opinion did you have on the political side about the head of that union or yeah. the, the structure of that union? You probably had some ideas, yeah. but these were individuals that were kind of closer to you. Now you've got more of a media-driven society, you've got more of a consumer-driven society, and I think commensurately you also have opinions on a lot more personalities. Like mm. after the invention of TV, you know you develop skills to judge 
personality types and people I think a lot quicker, maybe more shallowly, yeah. but a lot quicker. Yeah. You have to hold a lot more of that information in your head. Yeah. And like fucking don't even start about like the internet, you know? Yeah. Um like your perceptions of people's personalities, your ability to tease out conclusions from that hmm. um have to kind of have an impact on your on your on your politics. Mm. You know, um, we've been trained to take these kind of social cues and, and trust and think that our evalu like we trust our evaluations of those people, but mm. at the same time, those evaluations mean less. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what you think about Nigel Farage, because he presents everything out there. Mm. You know, there's no hidden, there's no hidden thing. I think like Heidi Allen thinks that when she debates him all of the hidden nasty will come out. And it's like, nobody is going to see the hidden nasty. No. Because A, it's, it's hidden, and B, you're going to see the nasty anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's um, it's just this weird thing that it's been, like, I've been finding really trying recently. Yeah. The notion that, you, it's basically, it's the notion of the nice Tory. The friend of yours yes. that, is a, that is a Tory... And like a, even like a member of the Conservative Party, but you know they're really nice. Yeah, and they don't exist. I learned well. No, I I kind of learned a long time ago not to like to to. There's a limit to political psychology. Mm. You know, there's a you can find it really fascinating to um, like there was a, a big trend for a while in history of analysing figures. Mm-hmm. Um, like psychologists, historical psychologists, forensic psychologists, analysing figures from history, from like their writing and various things that were known mm. about their lives. And it doesn't give you one iota of um, insight into them doing the things they want to do. You have to, I think the only proper way to get back to a kind of rational and decent way of doing it mm is kind of to judge people on their politics. They mm. can be nice people or they can be shits. Mm. Um, but if they support shitty things, they're shitty. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know? it's, um, it's the... I think the one... Like, the ones that are really... Like, Change UK really do make this obvious. Yes. Because people say, like, Anna Subri is nice. Yeah. She 100% isn't. Yeah. Because of her actions, it doesn't. It, I mean, it's it, it's about like it doesn't matter whether she's nice. She's nice to her family. I'm yeah. sure she is. I'm sure yeah. her family fucking love her. Yeah. Um, she has done things that have resulted in deaths. There's too much of an emphasis on trying to work out why someone did that thing. And I'm well guilty of this. Mm. I always try and think about like what that what a person has gone through to lead them to wrong conclusions. Yeah. You know, but it it ultimately doesn't matter. Collective politics have to be about actual political solutions, yeah. not just your your motivation. Motivation's yeah. a really good motivator, weirdly mm. enough. You grow up poor, you don't want to be poor anymore, you come up with a range of solutions to kind of change that, whether it's becoming like really super entrepreneurial and capitalist mm. or working for better working conditions yeah. and more money and stuff like that. It, it The end result ultimately isn't connected to that. So actually I would kind of say that like your politics can be completely separate from your kind of personal profile, your personal psychology. Being a better person, I, I just there are certain elements of it that would be necessary for like a new world, alternative world. But 
Well, no, that's, that's, it has to start with actual political programs and yeah. policies and things you're going to do, no matter what. Yeah, I just think that, you know, doing certain things does make you a bad person. One hundred percent makes you a bad person. And I think I think there's a difference between like agreeable and disagreeable people. Like, there's plenty of people on the left who I find completely disagreeable. Oh yeah, would ever be around. But like, it's a bit weird how like Change UK have been given this clean slate, which is because the media love them. Um, they fulfil what the media decided was a need. Yeah, but it's like it is the it's the way that they're talked. It was there about. for art balance, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's the way they're talked about as if they're as like like just because they've they've got, they have relationships with people, like on a personal level that they don't. That Anna Subri has not literally slapped food out of her child's hand. Yeah. Um, or slapped food out of any child's hand. Well, no, because she'd just enact policies that would mean that the that the food would never to. be there in the first place. Exactly. You know, and like that. To be honest, that was kind of encouraged by the kind of media mediaization. That's a bad word. Mm. Um, the mediaization of politics, anyway. It yeah. it made it easier after mass parties started to fall away after mm. the political engagement that came from workers' involvement in their own lives mm. workers involvement in their own decisions as that kind of retreated it made it easier to transfer political judgment into like a personal realm so mm. like yeah the perfect example would be like macron with his uh, desk mm. his desk metaphors do you remember that mm-hmm. like he has an iphone on his desk that means he has two iPhones. he's going to yeah he has two iphones that means he's going wife, to one for his mistress lead, lead, lead for tech <laughs> yep um he had like a lot of pens mm. Um, yeah, or like they all got on gains solid for the workers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> or like I mean, fucking Owen Smith's entire leadership campaign was entirely aimed at convincing you he was a nice guy. Yeah, it's, it's also that's the thing. Is, it was probably making me think about it as well. There's um, all the Tory leadership bids, so they're like picturing. Uh, yes, there's either like yeah. Liz Truss showing that you know she could be a perfect leader because she can wear all of one colour. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't read the interview. I just saw the pictures where she's wearing suits all of one colour. <laughs> um, and Dominic Raab. Like it's like, look, look! I have a wife. I haven't killed her. Um, and I think someone else did a picture. She's breathing of that and everything. Yeah, they're like, you know, doing the picture. Like, look, we've got a happy family life. And it's yeah. like Owen Smith. It's that thing that gets posted on Twitter all the time. It's like, like anniversary time for like steak and wine. Oh, steak and steak and Spotify. That's the plan. I love Ugh. it. I love it. I mean, I'm not going to keep reliving 2016 over and over again. <laughs> but. Joe Kennedy will be very, very angry. <laughs> um, but it's it's just a. The reason it's become so unappealing is because not only do they get it absurdly wrong, Mm -hmm. mainly because of alienation, Mm -hmm. but it also is a kind of signalling to, here I am in the hierarchy. Forget that I'm an MP for a moment. Mm. I'm higher than you culturally. Uh, or, or <laughs> I have a family not, actually, not, not, account. Yeah, <laughs> Not even higher necessarily, but like... I don't have to listen to the adverts like you proles. I refuse to believe that the majority of people in this country are entirely comfortable with their own uh, social status and economic condition. So when you try and really force home that this fucking MP on 75,000 a year is exactly the same as me, really, in my heart, that's a (laughs) tiny, tiny little splinter. Or maybe it's a huge snake. (laughs) I don't know, depending on... uh, Like, no... Yeah. No, it's why it rubs people up the wrong way. Like, there are very good people who are very good at analysing those kind of, like, mm. social tropes and things like yeah. that. 
but there are also almost everybody in this country who who have been obsessed with the cultural reproduction of class and status for literally their entire and their <laughs> families' entire existences in the modern period <laughs> who have know to train to look out for those social cues. And someone like an MP coming down and saying, I'd just like a good glass of council, like uh, council pop at the end of the day. Municipal pop. Yeah, or <laughs> municipal pop. It It's staggeringly ill-advised. And I'll tell you what, you could get Farage to pretend that he likes the beer in every single town. Yep. None of it will ever be as grating as somebody doing that yeah as as doing that kind of thing mm. so as we mentioned um earlier on gavin shuka and later chakramuna blamed labor for their failure to stand a unity remain candidate in conjunction with the greens and the lib dems in the upcoming peterborough by-election mm-hmm. um it obviously got roundly trounced well, uh, on Twitter, everyone was... It's just another was, cavalcade of... Okay, so what happened was humor. Peterborough by-election, which is that Labour MP who was... Was she speeding? Was she drunk driving? Uh, she... She broke the law mm, and she went to prison. Yeah, she was, she was speeding and then she lied under oath, I yeah, think. Sounds, something um, like that. But, so, it's going to be... And then she's been recalled. There's a by-election. Yeah. Anyway, so everyone fighting over the by-election. And the... Story goes that Greens, Lib Dem, and Change UK mm-hmm. were going to be getting behind one Femi of Our Future, Our Choice fame uh-huh. um, to stand. And at the last minute on the day of <laughs> the time when you had to register, he pulled out. Oh, really? Yeah. Change UK, specifically Anna Subri, then lied and said it was because he was being bullied by the Labour Party. Femi said, ha. I was not. I just didn't want to do it. Well, I think he said he didn't want to, like, allow... He didn't want to split the vote, basically. Right, so, okay. Like, um, so it, um, and it feels like... I've, I think it was the thing about um, the... I can't remember the name of the Remain thing that's run by Alistair Campbell and that lot. Oh, um, it's not our future, our choice. It's... Damn it. But our future, our choice, are part of it. The successor group of um, Stronger in Europe, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, they have made the de- It seems like that group have made a decision to not move away from Labour, but to pressure Labour from within. So that's. Right. And that's. Entryists. Yeah. Cool. And, and that seems to be the main reason why Femi is not standing. And the funny thing was. Because they're funded directly by that, that Mandelson group, aren't they? No, they're not. They've got all their money entirely, entirely. <laughs> from a GoFundMe thing. Definitely wasn't anything like... <laughs> and they just happened to be in the same and office. And Madeleine Kay, of course. Yeah, and they just yeah. happened to be in the same office. Yeah. Um, but then the funny thing was that happened was the Green Party and the Lib Dems both had backup candidates, but Change UK, being the consummate professionals they are, <laughs> did not have one and therefore are not standing a candidate. <laughs> and... Then they all started tearing chunks out of each other because then they all started pointing at each other and screaming Brexiter, Brexiter, so this, this Brexiter. They cried. The the, 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 ta- I think that's what the elders of the town stroke their beards, cluck their tongues, and say, "What's to be done with this Femi <laughs> Okawale?" Um, but yeah, that's what I think. I think that's what happened. It raises an interesting point, though, in that ever since the EU referendum, mm-hmm. remain as a group, has not been able to successfully coalesce 
as a group. Mm. There's a lot of different groups. There's a lot of very, very furious Twitterers, mm. social media people. There's a lot of um, like internet buzz mm. around Remain. They have become probably worse than the Brexiters, the Eurosceptics were before the referendum. But not a lot of actual coherence towards... Mm, I say yet. Yet. Well, you know, the border. Oh, yeah, that's um, all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not... I suppose it's not directly attributable to them, but rather the thing they want to continue and maintain. They're pretty pleased with it. Um, um, I think Guy Hostat was boasting about it. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. It's like, While campaigning for the Lib Dems. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we saw last week that Change UK had produced, a, a, like, a, a paper mm-hmm. on what they were going to do to the Lib Dems <laughs> when they got them home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they finally got them home from that meeting. <laughs> and they were going to um, them up. Which, which turned out to be, we'd quite like their supporters. <laughs> we want, a we real want. goal for this is, we'd like to have some supporters. The goal was to be like we would like to become the Lib Dems, but automatically be in charge, please. We, yeah, yes, we'd we'd like to be the Lib Dems, but better. Yeah, um, and the Lib Dems were not pleased. Yeah, and like, of course, Remain is associated with institutional liberalism. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the entire story, of course. There are plenty of right wing Remainers. Um, it's not as cut and dried as Metropolitan Elite versus Provincial Mm. Gammons. No. But there has been an absolute failure, even among the liberal wing Mm. of the Remain groups, to put up... Have they put up a single unity candidate in any of the elections that have gone on so far? I can't think of any... No, but I know a council... I can't remember whereabouts it was, but there is a council where there was an alliance has been formed between UKIP, the Lib Dems and the Tories to make sure that they take control from the Labour Party. (laughs) Well, there we are. Um, And I did see that it was on Channel 4 News, Vince Cable was asked, like, if he would... um, if there was a coalition situation again, if um, like would he pro- would he um, support a Labour government? And he's like, nope. <laughs> he came out to it was Vince Cable who came out today and said um, that uh, the deal has to be put to a confirmatory mm. vote, mm-hmm. confirmatory referendum, and that the referendum should be on uh, Remain or May's deal. Yeah. So good job on getting her shitty deal, fucking. Yeah past in parliament yeah. because that seems to be but this is this is emblematic yeah. of the confusion around strategy tactics and the Definitely. basic inability to kind of cooperate on what is really a single issue thing this is not this is yeah. not a large policy platform it's no. stop brexit yep. they they've should have very simple goals now eurosceptics were able to manage it mm. because all of that all of the the lead up to Cameron calling the referendum was an attempt to forestall the more right wing Eurosceptic members of his party from either splitting mm-hmm. or just generally causing chaos. And luckily, he averted that, <laughs> and we never heard any more about it. Yeah, um, with like the Brexit people like were able to hold. So, one of the problems now when you when people argue with people who voted Brexit and want mm. Brexit now, Brexit, Brexit, mm. it seems to have. They manage to unite people who want a hard Brexit, whatever that is, people who wanted to some kind of Norway Brexit, whatever mm-hmm. that is, people who wanted to be kind of a 
weird sort of just a little bit of a step back. You know, every single kind, every shade of Brexit they managed flavor. to unify. Yeah. Whereas all the Remainers can't even agree yeah. on which one doesn't want to leave the EU the most. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be... And I, I think, look, liberalism is the kind of... Then again, as I mentioned, they're not all liberals, but liberalism in its broadest form is kind of in power everywhere. It is yeah. it is the like lingua franca of British civil society. Yeah. It sets the terrain, it sets what's appropriate, it sets the kind of rhetorical speed and tone of everything that goes on with British mm-hmm. politics. It's in it's in power everywhere. It's not in charge. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like hegemonic liberalism is not just in power in kind of media institutions as is, is commonly commonly posed or polit- particular political cir- uh, circles it's in like every pr office of every corporation yeah um like everyone is liberal but no one is maybe a liberal yeah and like the response to this has come at kind of the worst time for that particular brand of politics as kind of class distinctions kind of sharpen, as it becomes less easy to find common ground to unite a nation state and a national economy, mm-hmm. which is obviously like one of the the, the ro- like historic roles of, of liberalism, um, people are finding that it's difficult to grasp onto anything solid in order to put fo- like they've been putting forward the same platform forever: individual rights, human rights. Um, a mixed economy mm. for whatever that means, but they've gone too far down the neoliberal path. They're associated with exactly the things that take money out of people's pockets mm. or fuck up people's communities. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely blasé. They're not interested in actually appropriately tackling the reality of the political situation today. You know, like Brexit was a huge shock to the key tenets, some key tenets of their philosophies like mm. of of liberal internationalism and uh things like that it's it so liberalism has its eyes everywhere it, it has it is omnipresent every single workplace adheres to a nominally liberal view of its workers in that they should be happy and they should have hate access to hr and certain rights but not others mm-hmm. so it, it's it's present everywhere but it just it cannot get a grip on the actual problems and cannot think beyond its own boundaries one of the most interesting things that's happened recently is people actively embracing the liberal elite um mm. persona yeah so like i'm thinking specifically of like a james o'brien mm. like that faux kind of um like that faux superiority Oh, he's been using big words more than normal. Yeah, that that. But I mean, that whole how to be right and oh, how to be right in a world gone wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's that's exactly the kind of thing that conservatives would always paint liberals as. Yeah, and you know, maybe it was, it might have been there all along, but it's it's definitely becoming a persona. It's a it's a a, a consumer thing that you can put out there mm. as your personality. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, they've they've got inbuilt weaknesses. Like I say, they're not in charge anywhere. Tories can engage, specifically Tories and the right wing, the institutional right wing, can engage on terrain of their choosing. So mm. what I mean by that is, if a populist says something racist, 
they can adequately assume a lot of different tenors and a lot of different tones in pursuit of what their goal is. Hmm. So if their goal is stronger police, more police powers, stronger borders, um, a more privatized sector. Yeah. If somebody goes way, way and like, like, like the the early neoliberals, where it's like we're going to privatize the police or privatize water. What do you mean, like the Orange Book in the two thousand two thousand ten election? Yes. For the yes. Democrat Party exactly. Um, um, but but that, but do you see that the contradiction, the conflict that came in the liberal in the liberal Democrats mm. between Orange Book Lib Dems mm. and others yeah. was much more vicious than it would have been in the Tory Party because the Tories can appropriate that mm-hmm. and actively feed off that and saying, well, of course I don't agree with that. But you know, he's got a good point. Yeah. Now liberals have tried to adopt that, yeah. but it's so in contrast to what their stated objectives and political beliefs are yeah. that it just comes across as. As bollocks, they can call themselves like well, blue labor. They can defend muscular liberalism all yeah. they want, but it 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 just doesn't it just doesn't fit. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's because we saw like they was it the um launch of the of Change UK hmm. with I think it, I think it was Chucker who said like we can't form an alliance with the Lib Dems because you know austerity hmm. while standing next to um, at a Subaru. yeah, and that lot. It's it seems one of the things that does seem confusing is, and I'm pretty certain it must be because they sort of they agreed on it themselves and assumed everyone else would fall into line. Yeah, Change UK are able to work together. Yeah, however, whatever that means, like on a day to day basis of them doing stuff. I yeah, I mean for now, like, yeah, for now, like um, and they're they're managing to hold. There's like, I don't like. I'd say probably for the most part they're all quite socially right wing, but who change UK? Yeah, um, but like Gavin mm. Shooker is quite a homophobe. Yes, yeah, um, and there's, I'm sure just by statistics, at least one of them is probably gay, <laughs> or friends, or has family who are gay. You know that would have an issue yes, with that. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be able to hold it together at least enough to stand in front of um, people and stand in front of the press and get on a bus together. Um, whereas, um, whereas they can't seem to even agree to stand in the same room as the Liberal Democrats because the Liberal Democrats are too tainted. Yeah. They won't stand with the Greens because I don't know. They don't like wind charms. They're too much. Th- they're too much of them. They're, this yeah. isn't. This is an inter like. Largely with, especially with Change UK, this is an inter-elite mm. conflict. Mm-hmm. If Change UK don't get that promotion, then the Lib Dems will. Mm-hmm. They are. Li- I do not understand why they didn't just join the Lib Dems. Like if 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 that was what they they didn't want to join it because they are entirely all individuals. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, and, they're too arrogant. They wanted to be in charge. And if um if they join the Lib Dems, we like. The Lib Dems are doing quite good in the polls for the European Parliament. They tend to, because like with the local, they tend to. It's another protest vote. Yeah, um, but if they'd had, if the Lib Dems, with how few MPs they'd had, had that massive influx suddenly, yeah, that could have, you know, helped. I'm not saying that, you know, I want the Lib Dems to do well. No, no, but I, you're looking at the yeah. like strategically, it would have, yeah. you know, been better. But of course they wouldn't, because all of them would have been meaningless cogs in a machine. They yeah. might have got one or two of them might have got a position in their shadow cabinet. Yeah, Gates wouldn't have. Yeah, well, what? What poor Gapes? What would have happened to him? <laughs> no one thinks about the Gapes in no. all of these in all of these games, yeah. these games of thrones. Whereas, whereas no like... one thinks about the biggest throne of them all, Mike Gapes. <laughs> but um, 
with them doing their own party, he gets Gapes to... Gapes Thrones down, done, sorry. <laughs> he gets to do his own thing. He gets to be, like, yeah. a big man. Yeah. Um, because it's it's all it's also all in preparation for them re-entering... I think we said it last week. It's all in preparation for them re-entering the Labour Party. Yeah. And there's also the weird thing, like... They should be forming an alliance... Like, the Lib Dems... Lib Dems are being smarter about it. Like, they put forward that um, thing about, like, the best way to vote. And, um, like, they've done all the math. <laughs> yeah. And the best they way to vote the best way would to be vote in everywhere France. in England, vote for Lib Dems. Um, <laughs> and in Scotland, vote for the SNP. But in Wales, vote for Ply. Um, and that shows a willingness to work with other people that the other groups have not Because, got. I mean, they're not confident because, ultimately, the Lib Dems, however small, have a particular class shard, whatever mm. you want to call it, they have a class shard, they have a material base to their politics. If they don't do what that base wants, they will get voted out. Yeah. As they did. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think probably most Liberal voters were at the very, at the very least demotivated by the coalition Definitely. years and a few maybe actively despise them now yeah. and will never vote for them again. Um, there's this... Because it's an elite-driven project, because it's a personality-driven project, there's no desperation to it. Mm. There's no, well, we... Like, when you make a decision in Labour, when Corbyn or the National Executive or however they make decisions in Labour, it is in response specifically to a shard of their coalition that is necessary, that they think is necessary Mm. to maintain. Yeah. Blair did that he decided to, I need to make this party appeal to the up-and-coming middle classes. Mm-hmm. Right? And he did it. There was a desperation about that because it's not just that these are the kind of people we want, it's these are the kind of people we need. You know, maybe they thought of it differently, but in pure class terms, they saw a shifting at the time, a shifting social demographic, and they went after it. Change UK, for instance... The, and let's actually let's not put it about Change UK. I wanted to stop talking about Change UK. The Remain coalition altogether, mm. because it is such a broad coalition, mm. there is nothing uniting them other than this one particular mm. thing. You cannot possibly stand with, and it also underlies like how how like Brexit covers everything, but also isn't actually about a lot of the problems that it was meant to address. There's no uniting. A, an entire coalition of people for anything other than a protest march. Mm-hmm. And you would think that people as versed in elite politics as, like, say, a Mandelson or a um, uh, Alistair Campbell, for instance, yeah. like, they could take that hands-off role and actually turn that kind of mass turnout into something different. They have levers that they can wield. But because they haven't been able to agree, their legal manoeuvres have just come to nothing because the legal thing is just an individual putting up a case yeah. in the High Court. Their cultural stuff is is everywhere, but it's also constrained by a media that's largely... I mean, you look, you've seen the BBC, what's happened to the BBC in the last few years where mm-hmm. they've started inviting more Brexity voices and they've started getting a bit more authenticrat about the real Britain and yeah. worried that they're too liberal. Um, it's not because they didn't... It's not because the, the, the kind of elite Remain didn't stand up for it. They did stand up for it. They just have no idea. They have no 
they're suddenly realizing that they don't have any grip on actual power yeah. and they don't know how to get it because they've always had it mm. so there's like if workers unite to go on a strike they're doing it out of desperation they're doing it because they can see an active material benefit change uk are doing it sorry remain mm. are doing it out of an idea that they would somehow like things to be a little bit better, a little bit more like it was. It's just not a powerful enough animating idea. No, no matter how, no matter whether it's right or wrong or whatever, there's no powerful animating idea about what about the, the truth about what Britain was before Brexit, yeah, and no honesty about what Britain could be going forward. Mm-hmm. And I know we fucking repeated this. Everybody has repeated this into the ground. But taking things back to the way they were in 2012 is just not good enough. No. It's nowhere near good enough. No, not at all. They're just, they're they're too broad. Yeah. And not based on, then have no class analysis. Ultimately, let me get get out my copy of Capital. I've slapped that on the table. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at, what what have they actually done? They set up a paper. You've got the New European. Yeah, but that wasn't even like... That was like Alistair Campbell did it. Yeah. Nobody buys it. Entirely funded they by... They always sell out. Yeah, they always, they absolutely, I'm sure they do. And they're, they're probably in no, in no worry of going out of business. But you see, that's the kind of power they understand. They've taken mm. a surface analysis of what, say, the Murdoch press did. Mm. And a, think that they can coexist. If they could coexist, the Guardian wouldn't be just breaking even now in the year of our Lord 2019. Does it even break even? It does now. They put out a story the other day about how for the first time they're breaking even because they started charging that £5 subscription rate if you Jeez. wanted to read more terse. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> it's like, it's like what, I'm trying to think, what would the Guardian have to offer me to, to pay them £5? It's like to make sure I never see it because I blocked them on Twitter. I can't block them out of life. <laughs> But, I mean, no. there, there, there must be there must be something within hegemonic liberalism mm. that can because like I'm not entirely against liberalism as in mm-hmm. individual rights. I think it yeah. misses out a lot. It misses um, labour rights almost entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like religious tolerance, um, LGBT tolerance, like that's all that's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, there's there's nothing particularly wrong with those kind of things, but there's a there's been no, it's so hegemonic I think that there it resists quite a lot of the analysis of people who call themselves liberals actually analysing what their politics really are, hmm. you know just relying on cultural tropes like I'm sensible I'm calm yeah. I'm rational, is is insufficient absolutely yeah. insufficient and it's something that the left, the revitalised left at least, I think has been a lot better at. Hmm. They've been a lot more rational, frankly. They've been a lot more more sensible. Yeah, it's um, Brexit. Is, it's been pretty good for that. Mm. And I'd like, I said it before, like my theory that you know it's because we lose all the time. They were better at adapting to a loss. Oh yeah, are. there's there's absolutely no sense. They have Brexit was like I say a real loss for them, mm. but it hasn't been absorbed as that. No, you know. And it's because the, the the terms of the terms of their politics are entirely off. Mm. They're as I think as we mentioned earlier, when they come up against someone like Farage, they're worried he's right. They are terrified of him. Well, they're always stealing some of his policies. They're steal. Well, they they do things like steal. Um, they, they steal Tory kind of tropes, but like 
don't worry, we've got a troop. Yeah. That well, kind of thing. Well, that, like, even the Lib Thames wanted to um, reduce immigration. Yeah. It's like, they always do it. They've been, that's, I mean, that is the other thing as well. They're kind of coming out and saying, right, okay, time to get real, people. We need to talk about immigration. And it's like you've been talking about immigration for decades. Yeah, you are the one, you are the group mm. that has allowed this to get as far as it has. Yeah. You've, you've hedged and, and fudged all the time mm-hmm. as the, the um, hostile environment policies were enacted. You know, mm. and again, they wouldn't identify themselves in that same group. But as you can see, as the kind of the, the, the veil of ideology is starting to kind of fall, you can see them kind of trying to reform themselves into active, active liberals. Yeah. You know, it, it, it happens like that. It happened a little bit under Blair with like muscular liberalism and humanitarian liberal interventionism and mm. things like that. But um it's it's much more widespread now. It's not just a a way of presenting a political party in a certain light. It's actually becoming kind of people's identities. I've got a bunch of fubpies on my like Facebook feed, hmm. and and they're just hyperactive. Hmm. They 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 have to keep reinforcing this particular idea. But you you get to a certain point, and it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? What levers do you have? To other than complaining, mm. to actually affect this, the left has had to deal with that for years. Mm. They've been talking about like, what is what's your group made up of? Is it just made up of the bourgeois? Because the left have been dealing with that for years as well. The extent to which working organisations, when they working class organisations, when they they manifest themselves, to what extent do you allow um, bourgeois voices, middle yeah. class voices, into? into that thing and it's 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 gone back and forth and, yeah. and there's always there's 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 always been that that struggle and it's I, I think it's it's given maybe not the organizations but that like people who have been around that a better ability to rate themselves and yeah. know what they are definitely and remain absolutely does not know what they are no. they've got they've got a lot against them to be fair <clears throat> it's a single issue there's a wide variety of people but they they've just not been able to cohere themselves as successfully as I would argue probably a a, a much smaller <clears throat> kind of fervent core of mm. levers mm. have been much more effective than a much wider and equally fervent core of of remain voters yeah. politicians figures generally yeah. um yeah yeah definitely it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens um I reckon Change UK, there's a good chance that they're going to just disappear after the European election. They have absolutely no chance of... Um, getting a seat. They may... I don't think they're going to get a seat. I don't they think they're going may, to get one. They may hang out they're pulling for a, a bit. Percent. Yeah. They may hang out for a bit after a general. Maybe they'll keep a couple. Maybe they'll keep like a Luciana Berger or an Anna Subri. I will, I, none of them. None of them are going to keep their seats if they're staying in Change UK. I mean, bad behaviour shouldn't be rewarded, and they've behaved in- incredibly badly. Mm. Not from leaving Labour. That's fine. If they yeah. wanted to leave it, that's fine. But they're, the way they represent, mm-hmm. the way that they conduct themselves mm. as the self-appointed leaders, but they don't want to lead, mm-hmm. of change, yeah. it mirrors Farage, actually, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's personality without a mass movement. It's a party without 
ever having the idea that they could take the reins of power and therefore having to approach the kind of like choices they will have to make, mm. the compromises and like being honest about it. Just yeah. the lying, the, the the lying and the misrepresentation just really fucks me off with 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 Change UK. Mm. Um the lack of imagination also just just absolutely fucks me off. It, it's it's really not what we need as we're approaching the fucking apocalypse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't don't end it on a downbeat note because actually I think like yeah a revitalized left like liberalism needs a revitalized left not to cater to its needs no. but to ensure that important things within liberalism survive. Yeah. I, I want to say that actually that was a Zizek point that I kind of that was originally um, read in that. But you know questions around ownership, questions around mm. like. Uh, the economy and who it's run for and 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 profit at the heart of remain you get at the heart of remain you get uh, a concern for the profit making opportunities that the eu provides and i'm sorry that's ju- like even even if they don't talk about it that's just that's not enough no that's not enough okay uh that's us for this week uh you can subscribe to us on itunes and blueberry you can follow us at WDTATW underscore podcast. Follow me at BM Bergamo and follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing. And that's us for this week. Thanks. Bye. Mm.